0: Love you, do you why should you
1: care best out hi and welcome back to rate that album a back and forth album review between myself Joseph freming and my good friend Paul Buadib. Paul how are you doing
0: well you know, they say the heart, heart of rock and roll is still beating. And from what I see, I believe them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, L.A., Hollywood, the Sunset Strip. It's something everyone should see.
0: Yeah, this hey, week. Are <laughs> you talking about the neon lights and the pretty, pretty girls all dressed so scantily? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yep, this week, uh, Paul and I ventured into... But for our generation, it was Dad Rock?
0: Dad Rock, dude. Yeah,
1: this is what our this is what dads listened to in the eighties was mm. Huey Lewis in the News.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I I really only picked this album so I could do the Patrick Bateman thing in the last episode, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I so. That's why I picked it. But then listening to it, I got angry. <laughs> I got angry because of how fucking good it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Go on. Go on. This, this album does not have any right being this good. It, My God. It,
0: it doesn't. It really doesn't. But it is. It, it is. I was giggling the whole time listening to it. I was like, I thought this was going to be a joke. Like, I'm like, all right. I knew there was like one or two good songs on, on this thing. And as we'll get into it, it's just banger after banger
1: <laughs> <This> is basically the <laughs> greatest hits they came out with their third album and was like yeah we're hitting all the hits
0: on one album <laughs> it's just like what the fuck man slow down Huey um yeah no it's uh this is a thing so you know more about Huey though than I do um the the, how i learned i'll tell you real quick how i mean i think you you and i of our generation we learned about huey from our dad and from back to the future that's how i learned about huey lewis and mtv because they were on uh, mtv
1: all the time and their videos were fucking insane
0: yeah they were i will give you that yes 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 huey lewis was a staple on mtv um hundred 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 percent yeah absolutely but yeah it was the back
1: to the future uh Power of Love and Back in Time were huge songs. Huey's in the movie. He's one of the people and Marty's uh, trying out for the Battle of the Bands thing at the beginning of the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. When he was. says they're too loud, and he's playing a Huey Lewis.
0: Playing a heavy metal version of Huey Lewis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but th-
1: they're an interesting band in that uh, they're originally from San Francisco. This okay. is a California band,
0: obviously. Obviously,
1: uh, they Huey Lewis joined a band in '72 called Clover. It's a, which became like kind of known as a UK pop pub rock band, uh, just a bar band. I mean, you can kind of tell. Oh yeah, especially on the Hank Williams cover at the end of the album. They were very, very much a bar band.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no
1: question. Clover, Clover, uh, their band claim to fame would be they were the backup band for elvis costello on his debut album my aim is true huey lewis isn't on the album but uh other member another member of the what would become huey lewis in the news was
0: okay
1: yeah uh by the way my aim is true is my favorite elvis costello album so that's such a, a-
0: Good album. (laughs) Allison is such a good song. Oh, I love that song. That's on like every one of my playlists and has been forever. Watching
1: the detectives, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, no. Elvis Costello does not get enough love, and that's really a fucking shame. Um, Veronica's another one of my favorite songs of his as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Another weird (laughs) thing that I found is uh, around this time when they're doing the backup of. Elvis Costello, Huey Lewis, was working with Thin Lizzy. Really? Contributing harmonica to the song Baby Drives Me Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Recorded on stage in the Live and Dangerous album. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Clover doesn't... They didn't really become a whole lot, so... They came back to the States in the late 70s. Uh, That's where they... The the band kind of disbanded and members joined with Lewis and they started Huey Lewis and the American Express. Is that what they were called? The American Express? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Let's fast forward a little bit because their label, Chrysalis, did like the name American Express for fear of trademark infringement by the credit card company. Fair enough. Yeah. So they went back, they went to Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, Yeah. And they just had some minor. Uh, hits before in the early 80s, but it wasn't until this band, like Patrick Bateman, gets all excited about <laughs> sports where they really came into their own. <laughs> so now we're getting to that part. Paul, let me play some newspapers on the floor, pop on my raincoat, and bash your brains in with my acts of knowledge of Huey Lewis and the News.
0: <laughs> Get on it, buddy. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is a
1: this is a self produced album, Paul. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, their manager thought that their demos were sounding better than the producers they're working with, and they kind of approached this album with a meld old techniques with modern technology. That's why there's a lot of synth. Interesting mm-hmm. that I listened to the 30th anniversary of this, and like the other half of the album is a live album of the whole out el- sports. And they replaced the synthy stuff a lot of it with, like, horn section from their, like, their horn band, their horn section of their band. Yeah. pretty good.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a... But this whole, like, melding the old with the new was inspired by Steely Dan's
0: song, Hey 19. Good old dude. You, anyone that doesn't love Steely Dan is missing out.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. This album with... A, was huge when it came out. It had uh, tons of s- hits. Like we mentioned, it's basically a greatest hits album. It really is. It really, really is. Uh, they would end up suing uh, the movie studio behind Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> because Ray Parker Jr. and the movie studio basically cribbed "I want a new drug <laughs> for the well. Ghostbusters theme. Ray Parker Jr. himself, I watched an interview. He was not in on that lawsuit.
0: So he still he made his money and he still gets royalties off of Assad. So. so what I find interesting and I and I know a little bit about this was that the the Ghostbusters people reached out to Huey Lewis. Yep. And asked him to do a song on Ghostbusters and he said no. And they brought in Ray Parker Jr. and basically said, give us a Huey Lewis song. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, they quit like the Huey Lewis couldn't do it because of they were touring at the
1: time. So but it kind of like after that, that's when he decided to do the Back to the Future soundtrack.
0: Now I have to bring up a story about. About that, because um, the song we're talking about, we will get to it, is I Want a New Drug. And I think everyone knows that. Um, We're listening in the car, and I have the kids in the car. And my four-year-old is looking around really confused. And I'm like, what's up, honey? And she goes, is this Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and
1: even I, the even the break I, in the song when we we'll get to it, it's the same. Ghostbusters break is
0: the same. <laughs> I want a new I, job, <laughs> right? And I and I and I just had I, I almost went off the road because we were driving to the airport, uh, and like I was like, holy shit. Like, you're brilliant. You're four years old. And I'm like, actually, honey, it is. It is but it. it is, And I was trying to explain to this four-year-old what was going on, which is going way over her head. But the fact that my four-year-old was able to look at me and go, is this Govbathos? Like, it was like, wow, you know, you know you have a lawsuit on your hand.
1: Well, uh, according to Premier Magazine 2004, Paul, uh, filmmakers at Columbia admitted using the song "I Want a New Drug" as temporary background music in many scenes of the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
0: <laughs>
1: Lewis. So after the lawsuit, uh, there was you know a gag order. Nobody could really talk about it. Huey Lewis then on their behind the music brought it up. Prompting me, Parker Jr. to sue. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So, what was the deal? What happened with that? Nobody knows because it was settled out of court. Okay. Okay. So, it's a gag order. You know, nobody can talk about it. Otherwise, they,
0: the lawyers will jump in. So, nobody but, really knows. But, but Parker sued. What happened with that lawsuit? I think it was settled out of court. Okay. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ! You can't even talk about the fucking contract that there was. A con- they can't. They can't talk
1: about it. Well, I mean, that's pretty standard, in, I
0: about, suppose. You know these kind
1: of contracts, because otherwise, people just start talking shit, and then you start impeding on their their dignity or whatever. The public, how fair. the public perceives them, and then you're opening up more lawsuits. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. What a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers made everything better, Paul. <laughs> everything better. Absolutely. Fucking Christ. All right, Joe. Well, <laughs> let's. Do um, you want to get into it, Paul? I think we get into it. I think let's we get, get into it. the
1: heart of rock and roll,
0: Paul. Oh, boy. The heart of rock and roll. What well, what a banger to start oh, with! This is a way to start an album. Man. <laughs> yeah, this is where you go. You got the fucking heartbeat, and you just got it. You just fucking go. I mean, lyrically, it is not. This is not high art.
1: <laughs> oh, none None of the songs, and we'll get none to the the song. One that's very confusing because the tempo doesn't match the message of the song.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that one. I know. I believe I know which one you're talking about. Um, uh, it, I mean. But there is a, like my my daughter, my other daughter, my fifteen year old, asked, she goes, why did everyone sing like this back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> There's a very distinct loungy, laid back vocal style that Huey has. And when you hear it, you'll know it. and it's it's imitated, but it's never done quite right except fucking. I mean, obviously, it's him. He nails the sound, and it fucking good on the news because it fucking works.
1: Yeah, the and the music matches, blends with his vocals really well. I mean, he's not a he's not my favorite vocalist, but he's pretty damn good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's good. He's and he's better than what he should be because the band is doing it, and it's definitely the song has that '50s '60s old school rock sound, but as you talked about and already mentioned, there's this modern production to it. So it almost has a timeless sound to it. I mean, if you said to me, this was done in the early 80s, I would say no, it wasn't. Because as you and I have talked about numerous times, there's a lot of that, even with that synth and things like that, 80s music typically has that that 80s sound. And this escapes it for the most part, this album. For the most part, this album escapes that sound. But it's, yeah, I, I would say this, I mean, you start an album and you got this going. I mean, I can see Rick James in the fucking studio in that fucking Eddie Murphy um, party all the time where he's like, yes, you could see dollar signs. Everyone knows this. They are on the something here.
1: Yeah, they, they had to have known they were on to something special with this I mean, just like every song is just on fire. Like the chorus and the melodies, like it's just solid. And it mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. in at like, what, 37 minutes? 37 minutes is not no a lo- long like, album. I, arguably the last song is probably what I would consider the filler
0: song, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good track record. It's a pretty good track record. I mean, it borders on EP. And you and I have talked about this a lot where sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. and they nail it on this one for the most part for the, for the I, have some part. Th- I have some things we'll get to um but i i mean the heart of rock and roll is a fucking classic i mean it's yeah. still played to this day on fucking oldie stations it was on oldie stations when we were kids yep. um i mean it's just one of those fucking bangers of a fucking song
1: yeah and it's based off of uh a show they did in Cleveland. <laughs> like, they thought San Francisco was like the mecca of rock and roll music. And then I guess how their reaction, reaction to their music in Cleveland was that uh, they decided the heart of rock and the original thing was the heart of rock and roll was in Cleveland.
0: Oh, I can hear that. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, but they changed it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, because then you could go around and Tour and put in different work. I mean, that's a touring. I mean, again, power yeah. band, right? Yeah. But, you know I'm Glad to be here, at Baltimore. The hall of rock and rolls in Baltimore. To do, yeah, yeah they a total. go
1: around it, just say it's still beating, and
0: they just talk about other towns in the, in the verses. Yep, <laughs> yep. And again, when you're touring, whatever town you're in, it's thank you, Springfield. You know, thank you, Spring <laughs> <laughs> what was in the Spinal Tab? I think it was Cleveland, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Cleveland. Yep, yep, yep. It was Cleveland <laughs> in Spinal Tap. Some other town. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Fucking <laughs> so love that movie um then we get heart and soul yeah Uh, this is another banger. (laughs) jesus christ dude just goes right in doesn't it back to back bangers man it's unrelenting almost these sons of bitches have no right (laughs) no no it should not be this good it should not be this good um heart, heart and soul another good one um you know uh again not the strongest of lyrics uh, Cause she's a heart and soul. She's hot and cold. She's got it all. All hot loving every night. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was horny. It's a song. It's a song about fucking getting laid. Uh, and it it does hit my my limit of the man. You got to put in some different lyrics. Um, <laughs> this, well,
1: you know, according to the caster plaster plaster's woman, who you know. Did plasters of rock <laughs> rock and roll royalties dicks. Huey's <laughs> was the most endowed.
0: Yeah, I heard that. I heard Huey was fucking hung like a mule, man. Yeah. Uh, um he has the sledgehammer pulse. He does have the sledgehammer. Not Peter Gabriel. Um, I mean, what do you say about Heart and Soul? It's a killer hook, it's the guitar work Peter on it's hit. fucking amazing. Even with, um, even with the dumbass lyrics, it's still great. It, it, it's a dumbass lyric, but you don't care because
1: the song's so fucking good. It's got that vibe to it, man. It's it, got that energy
0: and feel to it. Like, yeah,
1: fuck, who cares if the lyrics are dumb?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, it, I, and then, the, I mean, these are two songs that are, that are still played on the radio. So you know them. Everyone knows them. Next to get bad is bad. Weird. Which is a,
1: it's it's a weird song. It's It's got weird effects on it. It sounds like there's almost like a backward thing.
0: Yeah. You know and what I mean? And it's dark. It's a yeah. dark doo <laughs> song. And I got to admit, I was all in. Yeah. Um, comes I was
1: home and there's a strange, strange pair of shoes underneath the bed,
0: Paul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, this is, and just the sounds for it, and mm. again, it's a per. You had two bangers, and then you have this more serious, dark duop song that is yeah, done they in a duop mo- song. They did a song, and it works.
1: It works. You probably want to know something else crazy about this song. What's that? It was written in the late seventies while Lewis was working with Thin Lizzie, whose frontman Phil Lynott, who was like. Fucking awesome! I love Thin Lizzy. Like the yep. song so much that he would sing a fast-paced version of this at some of his concerts. Are you
0: serious? Yep. What the fuck? God damn, Huey! What? Well, Jesus Christ on a crutch? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I like this song. Again, it wasn't one of the hits. It's a good fucking song, and it's weird. And I, you and I both go. Yeah, grab it's a, that it's that a left
1: weird. turn that somehow still
0: works. With yeah, the, the, it's the. Vibe of this album, and 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 that's the thing. I actually have I have in my notes was like it's a great spot for the song because you had two just straight up bangers, and then you have this kind of this darker whatever song. It's actually per, um, uh, um, um, sequencing wise a fantastic yeah. spot for it.
1: Yeah, I was I, you know I was thinking when I was listening to the the sequencing of these songs are is done really well. This is like, huh? You know, one of the I want I don't want to say rare because we've listened to a lot of good albums that had good sequencing but this really stands out on how to sequence an album.
0: Well, I would say yes, and especially in the 80s. I think it was I mean it's 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 it was a big art form in the 60s and 70s and it kind of got lost in the doldrums of the 80s with just people putting out fucking you know one hit wonders and yeah and 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 singles and things like that. So the fact that the that the band produced it themselves. Um this one's a good one. It's a, it does have a little bit of a dated sound to it. Like you could tell mm. this is an 80s song. However, with the still when you think about that the band themselves did the production on it, these guys should be, if not, if they're not in production still or got into the production business, that is a fucking shame. Because this is how you produce a fucking album. Um, This has been a working band ever since they're, you know. Probably, yeah.
1: Which is, that's good, too. Like, you know, like, again, like, I listened to that live album that was tacked onto the 30th anniversary and it's just it's they're solid they're still a solid band and like to make up for the synth they worked around it with using their horn section which is fucking awesome
0: Phenomenal. yeah I mean, other
1: bands would use a tape
0: yeah yeah other bands would other bands would use a tape I think that's awesome they brought in a horn section and did it that way and I would I actually have, I'm going to check out the live stuff because I would like to hear it with the horns yeah, um, yeah bad is bad was not a single but it could have been it you know? really could have been so I'll give it total. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And now we have I Want a New Drug, which is, this is like my second favorite song in the album. Uh, yeah. My number one is is This Is It. But yeah. I Want a yeah. New Drug. Is,
0: I mean, as soon as this pops on, you're like motherfucking Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Again. My daughter's like, is this Ghostbusters? Um, I, 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 it's so good. Ray Parker Jr. stole it and Weird Al parodied it. I mean, what do you want me to say? Um, <laughs> I Want a New Drug is a fucking classic. And this one, I like the lyrical content of yeah, it. Because is- it's not a drug song. It's He wants something that makes him feel like how he feels like when he's in love. Exactly. Yes, people think it's a drug song and it's not. He wants it's all about him that feeling of being in in love. Yep. And that's all he wants. And yeah, no, it's a great great song. 100%.
1: Yeah, it's and just the production and the guitar work on here really oh, is. so solid. They're such a tight band. They really like, are. Even the longer songs that go past 5 minutes don't feel that like that. And mm-hmm. that just a testament to
0: how tight the band is. Yeah, I think. A hundred percent. And they're just yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 it again. Yeah, it's oh really? I mean, I want new drugs again. You know, you did a good song when Weird Al Perry does it, and <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. steals it. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, yeah, just fucking terrific. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's just, it's a fucking banger of a song.
1: Yeah, it's fucking. It's just out the gate. It's just it's one of those just great songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like one of those songs. Like I don't see anybody being able to cover it because like Huey's got such a distinctive voice. Yes, which is you know that's one thing I think we should touch on. he's you know sure they sound like a bar band, but most bar bands don't have a vocalist <laughs> with a distinct vocal like Huey
0: Lewis does. So correct, and that's the other thing. That's what I was saying about him. Is it's like. This is Huey Lewis has a voice that has been that people imitate, imitate, imitate. Bar bands, they want to be Huey. And um, I've seen it. I mean, I auditioned with bar bands and I never got it, I never wanted to be in a bar band. I actually, um, there was this one band that was going through kind of a breakup and they played um, at um, some of the bigger bars in St. Cloud and Sock Rapids. And I happened to know the manager. And she knew that and she was a fan of, of my guitar work. And I went and I didn't want to do it, but I was like, okay, I'll entertain this and go um uh audition to be in this band. And I got it, but I was like, I'm sorry guys, I can't. I just I, I don't mean to waste your time, but I can't do this. And because I was like, OK, so we're going to do because I, I, the, 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 the thing that kicked me out of it was they also wanted me to sing some of the songs, which is fine. I'm a singer. And I was like, one of the songs they want us to do was Sweet Home Alabama. Now, if you're going to do a bar version of Sweet Home Alabama. You have to do it as a perfect rendition cover in my mind. You do not fuck with it because it's a sing-along song. People know exactly what the fucking um, solo work on it is. They know exactly how it's fucking sung. And they're like, well, we play it this way. And I went, wait, what? And they were like, oh, no, we play it this way. We we tune it down. We do this. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well. I said, what about the solo? Like, oh, you can do whatever you want with the solo. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna if I'm gonna be lead guitar, I'm gonna do the solo for what it is, which means we can't al- alternate the tuning. And they're like, Well, no, that's the way we've always done it. And I'm like, okay, guys, I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm like, I'm out. I can't, I can't do uh thank you for your time. I'm out, I'm not. And the manager came and she's like, is it because they're not good enough? and i was like first of all i'm not that fucking egotistical of a guitarist and singer i said no i said i said honestly heather i said the reason why is i'm not gonna go fucking do these bar these classic songs in front of a bunch of people. And be pompous enough to do my own fucking take on it. I said I'll do that with fucking David Bowie. And Lou Reed. And all that shit at a fucking coffee house. I'm comfortable doing that. But when you're doing songs that are on the radio. That everybody fucking knows. And they're drunk at fucking 1.30 in the morning. And they want to sing the song that they know. And they want to hear that solo they know. I am not going to be that fucking band. That's going to be pompous enough. To be like we're better than that. Listen to and I'm like, that's not, I'm not going to fucking do it And she was like, oh shit, good point point. And they actually ended up not replacing and breaking up as a band um, Because she was kind of like, hey guys, why are we doing it this way? Anyways, long story fucking long and a ty- ty- time thing You gotta be really fucking careful when you're trying to reproduce sounds And Huey Lewis is a sound that people really try and reproduce And just stop because it is its own thing. Like there will never be another Huey Lewis vocally, and st- people need to stop trying to be it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep, you yep. hit it on the head. And another tidbit I found out about this song, Paul, is that they were struggling with this in the studio, and like they're almost going to leave it off the album.
0: Really? So, like,
1: they used the they uh, the click the clicker for the tempo. Yeah. They upped it up just a, a beat or two, and it just all fell into place.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, fucking like crazy. Look in the studio sometimes works, Paul. Oh, it, it does. does. Absolutely. Absolutely. does. Sometimes you do acid and record everything backwards. Uh but, you know, that happens too. Go on, Joe. <laughs> well, that's it. So now we get to this walking
1: on a thin line, which <laughs> it sounds
0: good, Paul. It does. It's
1: catchy. But mm-hmm. the content does
0: not. Mm. Match. <laughs> the content does not match. I knew. I know about this one um, because my dad, obviously being Vietnam, you know, he would listen to all, like these Vietnam songs, and I knew this was a Vietnam song. And uh, it does. It, no. <laughs> I mean, kudos for trying to do a PTSD song in 1983, you progressive bastard, Huey. Yeah. But this isn't the way you. I mean, when you got this tempo, taught me how to shoot a specialist with a deadly skill, a skill I needed to be a survivor. It's over now, or so they say. Well, sometimes it doesn't work out that way because you're never the same when you've been under fire. This is not the tempo.
1: (laughs) I think the starting tempo with that weird bass, and it sounds like, again, like from a Michael Mann movie.
0: Yeah.
1: They would have stuck with that and just stripped it down and slowed it. Mm-hmm. It would have worked, but I mean, it still fucking works. It's, it's just, still
0: a banger of a it's fucking just confusing. song. Man. It's confusing
1: yeah. when you start listening to the lyrics. It's like when you listen to Born in
0: the USA, except that was, I believe, was done on purpose. That was done on purpose. I mean, don't get me wrong. This was still a single. This is was still on the radio. I remember this being <laughs> yeah. on the radio. Um, this is still a fucking banger of a song, but when you know what it's about and you go, that's an interesting way of doing a PTSD song, Huey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they touched
0: it, you know, and I think that was a
1: thing, uh, A lot of artists were noticing post the post Vietnam. Absolutely. It was just kind of like how shitty. Oh yeah. Veterans were. I mean, Springsteen and Huey Lewis. And,
0: uh, fucking Billy Joel.
1: Billy
0: Joel, um, yep. I'm sorry, Goodbye, Goodnight Saigon is one of my favorite songs. It it's, is a beautiful, such a, it's such a, a good beautiful song. song. It's such a beautiful song. So again, I give people credit when they do things like this. Um, because this, I mean, and, and lyrically, this is a really great lyrical song. It really is. So, I would like to
1: hear, like, if they ever did a stripped down version.
0: I would, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That would be really good. Yeah. Yep. So next we get finally found a home,
1: <laughs> a song that was ins- this was inspired by an offhand comment about ticky tacky houses near an airport. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, basically. I think it's like tracking housing was probably when the- it was starting to blow up. So yeah, I can see. If you listen to the lyrics, yeah, it kind of seems like. Yeah, valid it- point. Yeah, I mean, it- the vibe it's a- of the song is kind of like you know, <laughs> trying to find a home and. But it seems a little cynical, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it seems like trying it's a to very find meaning
0: in possessions. Yep, 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 yep. There's a cynicism to it that is definitely picked up. Um, th- I will say to me, this is when I went, okay, finally we got a fin- filler song. Yep, this was a filler. Yep, this was a filler song. But, but, it's still a good song. <laughs> it's <still laughs> catchy as filler. fuck. It's, it's still a catchy fucking and song. And found a home, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a filler song, but it's. It's it's a higher grade filler song. Um, filler songs are fucking bangers, Paul. They're, they have no right. They have no goddamn right. <laughs> oh goddamn right, Joe. This album is not, it should not be this. I'm sorry. Huey, if you're listening, well, I we'll talk about that. But if it, you know, if people are fucking, if the if the news is listening to this, man, you guys had no fucking right. I mean, kudos. I'm glad you did it. But what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they had no right to do this, Paul. Yeah. Come out of nowhere, put out a banger of a fucking thing, do Back to the Future, and then you're gone, essentially. Yeah. And then you're just well, gone. They did four, and then they vanished. Yeah, four yeah, has yeah. its bangers on it, too. Yeah, but really, that was it.
1: That yeah. was it. They just yeah. did their touring bands. I think they did some jazz stuff for a while, too, man. They fucking, they that's do what awesome. they want. They I
0: think that's awesome. They earned it. You you make this album. You earn whatever you fucking want to do. Then just go like fuck you for doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> <fucking jerks. laughs> fucking dick.
1: Um, and so <laughs> they follow up the the banger of a filler song with the best song on the album. I love like, this. this. Is Dude, it? This
0: is this is the best song on the album. This is the and the video is so funny. The
1: video uh, is fucking nuts. I shared it last night on Facebook, and I was just like, it, it makes like no sense. None. <laughs> like, none. None. It's like a telephone booth in the middle of a beach.
0: Yeah, yep, nope, nope, makes no sense. And it's, uh, um... God, it reminds me, I think, of, uh, was it, was it, um... There was another band when, they're on the, when they on when all got their heads in the sand. The Huey Lewis wasn't the first one to do that, or were they? And the other band did, I don't fucking know. Yeah, was but
1: it the- uh, Bow Wow Wow with I Want Candy did that?
0: Bow Wow Wow did that, but I thought, um, one of the, um... Uh, was it Men at Work or one of those bands? It could have been them too. Yeah, yeah, did it. It's all in the early
1: 80s, so I don't know. They could mm-hmm. they all could have done it in the same they put yeah, out, the, the same director. <laughs> it, it, the director's you know vision was always heads in sand. That,
0: and and bikinis, because again, let's not forget Robert Dupree did a song with the uh, WWE band Strike Force called Girls in Cars. So, you know, there's that. Um, but no, this is the best song on the album. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's a song about uh, a lack of communication. Yep. Yep. I think anybody's been in a relationship where it's painfully clear that it's over, but nobody's willing to admit it. Yep. And that's yep. kind of the vibe I get from this. Song. And well, you least, know it's not the vibe, That's pretty much the interpretation. The
0: interpretation. No, I'm with you on that one. You know, I love these kind of songs. I did it with Maxwell, I do it with things like that, where I like that take on breakup songs and things like that where it's it's about trying to find the why. And again, I don't feel like enough bands do that because that is such there's there's something there. Um you know, usually it's like oh, you know this or that or that but I I find the when you don't know, and you're writing songs about that, and it's like you know, girls, you know, girl, don't lie just to save my feelings. Girl, don't cry. Tell me not, and tell me nothing's wrong. Don't try to give me phony reasons. I'd rather leave than never believe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so good.
1: It starts it's, up. I've been phoning at night and morning. I hear you heard you say, tell them I'm not home. Yeah. And now you're confessing, but I'm still guessing. Yeah. <laughs> been your fool for so long. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's
0: like something, you know, it's the why. What's going it's, on? It's the why, and I love the why. I do. I love the, because there's an introspection there. There's yeah. there's a mystery to solve there, and I guess I'm kind of always drawn to that. Yeah. Um, so, Even yeah. like
1: this line, too. Now you're pretending that it's not ending. You'll say, say anything to avoid a fight, and I think, I mean, that's one of those things I think everybody's been in.
0: A hundred percent. That's a
1: situation. It's such a relatable four lines Mm -hmm. of birds I think Mm -hmm. that's just like it strikes anybody who's been in
0: that situation like fuck yeah
1: god damn it Huey
0: yeah (laughs) fucking it
1: you have no right to be this good. you
0: have no right to be this good but you are and here's the thing you and I had what we'll get to I think at the end we'll have our dad rock our dad album talk at the end but um no this is a fucking great song um uh, and again, you got the do the op in it again, and it's just the hook and the beat and the and the chorus and the pre-chorus. Oh, it's just yeah, it's a it's a tremendous song.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um.
1: Next, up by You crack
0: me up. Which, which is, again, another kind of banger, even though it's a filler song. That's that's a, a filler song, but fast paced and still has its charm. And it's and, hilarious. Like, you're t- <laughs> basically, Huey's seeing these drunk people at a
1: bar. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And he- <laughs> And yep. it starts with, oh my god, I can't believe my eyes underneath that ghostly pale, is that you? Yeah. Like, we've all seen that guy at the bar, like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck happened to you, buddy?
0: Someone in your shape shouldn't be driving. Someone in your shape shouldn't be doing anything at all. You should see yourself in the mirror with your leather lips and your skin and your snakeskin boots. Do you have to shot my ear? Can you do me a favor? To just stop talking for a minute or two. Uh, and then, no, I don't want to sit in your sports car. No, I don't want to hear a tune. All the locals say you'll go so far. What's so funny? They don't know you like I do.
1: It's actually a hilarious song. It, it is. It is. And so this was written by Lewis and another person in the band. is based on various people the band had encountered in the parking lot of a bar they used to go to called Uncle
0: Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. It's what that is. Um good on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. Fuck. Like we've all
1: we all know that feeling.
0: We do. Whoa. <laughs> if you've never been in a
1: bar long enough you
0: you find, you see that person. You sometimes know, it's us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say sometimes it's you. I do there was this one time uh, I, I I was at O'Hara's and God I hated going to O'Hara's. Oh, that was it, always bad. It, there was always a fight every fucking time, and I wasn't involved in them. But every fucking time um, I went to O'Hara's, every single time, Joe and I didn't because I didn't go there often. There was a fight every single fuck. There wasn't one time I went there where there wasn't a fight. And one night I met up with this with these guys. I was in a, a very. Um, short-lived punk band with them um and they're like oh my god paul blah, blah 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 and i was that guy i was having a really rough time in my life at that point and i ended up getting so drunk that i'm literally like hang on a second guys and i'm throwing up in the corner and re-pouring my beer to keep going and i am that drunk and next thing i know i hear some guys scream, you motherfucker. I hear a glass break. My buddy Mike goes and runs into the bathroom. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And here, this guy has glass from a mug all over his fucking face. I'm throwing up in the corner. <laughs> and my buddy Mike is helping pull out fucking glass out of this guy's face. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> ah! So I run back out to these guys. And I'm just, like, an absolute wreck. And I could tell, like, at this point, they don't want anything to do with me. I was that guy that night. I was that guy that night.
1: <laughs> the only way that story could have ended better, Paul, is if you turned your head and there was a shock Huey Lewis looking
0: at <laughs> <laughs> He probably was. He probably was.
1: Um.
0: Uh. Yeah. Uh, so, there's that.
1: But Yeah, O'Hara's, that was the place I would go to and would put Pink Floyd's Echoes um for like four or five
0: plays before i'd leave (laughs) good for you good for you yeah no dude i hated that bar like every time we every time we'd be like oh where are we going tonight we're going to O'Hara's. i'd be like fuck always a shit show there but
1: but to be fair every bar in saint cloud is always a shit show so
0: yeah i guess um next you got a honky tonk blues i did not like this rendition No, this
1: was a weird
0: it does not belong on the the album. album And I think this is the one that... I, I have a feeling they put this on so it could hit that LP mark instead of the EP I think mark. so, too.
1: It's a weird... Co- it's a Hank Williams song. I like yep. the original Hank Williams. But this is mm-hmm. just... This sounds like a bar band doing a bar cover.
0: This sounds... Yeah, it, that's... I, I haven't written in my notes that it's fucking Legends. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. that's what I was thinking, too. I didn't yeah. want to say it, but you, yep. you did. I'll yeah, say it's, it. it was, it's
0: like every band you hear at Legends. Yep, yep. It's white man blues is yep. what Legends it is. Legends is and a bar in St.
1: Cloud, Minnesota, that has white guy blues
0: nights. Yep, Wednesday it's, night. It's, Wednesday night white guy blues night. It's unbearable. It's awful. It is absolutely – I don't know if they do it anymore. They did um I mean there's they've gone to like so many different management chains I don't even think they do karaoke there anymore but um because that's where we would go we do go do karaoke on Thursday nights and then sometimes we would go sing with the band um on Friday and Saturday nights me and my buddy Scott would guess sing with that band um and then Wednesday nights, they would do the blues. And I remember we went there like once or twice because the guy, the, the the DJ was like, hey, I'm going to be doing the sound for it. And we were friends with the DJ guy. But goddamn, every time I go there, it was just the saddest fucking thing. And it was just like, I'd be like, God, this is just pissing me off. It's soulless. It's soulless yeah. blues, Joe. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this feels like to me. This feels yeah. like soulless blues. This yeah. is the one song on the album that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I mean, they should... Yeah, I'm get. I think you're right, though. I think they added it just. To, I mean, it's a cover, so like, yep. um, I think
0: they just tacked it on to hit that LP That's, length. Hit that LP length. I think so. Absolutely. So joe the power of love instead they should i don't think it was
1: written i I don't don't think it was
0: written yet. i don't think it was i don't think because i think power of love was written in 85 imagine if
1: power of love was on oh my god this that that would just be like it'd be
0: pretty damn close to a perfect (laughs) it'd be pretty damn close to a perfect album it really 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 would yeah i'm pretty sure power of love is 85 86. yeah back
1: to the future soundtrack so
0: yep yep um uh, 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 yep, eighty-five. I was right. It's eighty-five. Um, p- goddamn! Two years later, they would do fucking "Power of Love." Um yep. ridiculous, ridiculous. Which was also like one of the biggest songs of 1985. Yeah, because um, "Back to the Future" was one of the biggest fucking movies of 1985. Um, I this album again is an enigma. How the <laughs> fuck? Huey Lewis and the News came out with this album in 1983, giving it this sound, producing it themselves. This is true lightning in a bottle. This is, you, you, you whatever happened in the production studio, whatever happened, this is pure, pure, pure lightning in a bottle album. Yeah. I, I everything had to go right that had to go right to make this happen i I, just knowing things because you do not get two kind of mediocre albums and then come out with this without something fucking happening
1: yeah i mean i i wish i knew the answer i think they just
0: it was maybe this was
1: like their last kind of gasp because like you know that's what was with pink floyd with dark side of the moon like that was going to be their last album if they didn't make it yep 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 it was it was it was i okay, mean i don't know if maybe that was in their minds i mean i just i couldn't find anything about it it's just like Huey's like yeah we just went in the studio and made the album it's pretty great huh? <laughs> like fucker Yeah, you
0: have no right i mean to be fair have no well, right, you son of a bitch well they did have on the album previously do you believe in love and yeah. working on a living which were two fairly popular songs but then i mean then you have this next one and it does sound different like the whole and again i think it's because as you said they're like no let's let them produce it themselves and they're blending the new technology with you know the old yep Yep, I think that it was a lot of it, and the fact that they knew how to manipulate the old but the new. There is a talent. There's an undeniable talent. Like you could sit there and joke about Huey Lewis. You and I have been about them being a joke, but when you look at an album like this, which is essentially in my mind, it's a 37 minute album. You got about half hour perfection. Yep, um, is. You you don't you don't do 30 minutes of per, of perfection without knowing you're doing something. So you had
1: to have known, like listen back to these tracks.
0: You just have to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They knew they were on to something here. And this album, rightfully so, launched Huey Lewis into the fucking mainstream. Dude, uh, this was the
1: second biggest selling album of nineteen eighty-four after Thriller. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was Thriller big. I mean, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a super multi platinum album.
1: Yeah, I think it was 7 times platinum. Okay. Yeah.
0: That doesn't surprise I don't have
1: the thing up, but it's something like that. It was huge. Like it was <laughs> it was huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking it's a huge album because I think you're right because the it went it, it was like 1983 and then 1984 some of the other hits came out. Dude, it's yeah. They they were on they were fucking on like donkey kong with this fucking album dude yeah so they had no right paul they had no right but speaking of no right joe how would you would you recommend the album
1: fuck yeah paul this
0: album's great yeah yeah it is it's it
1: it really is with the exception of honky tonk blues it's almost all killer no filler like even the filler songs fucking rock
0: yeah, no, this this I have no I have no business recommending this album, but I'm I, I have to. <laughs>
1: we have no we have, had no business making an album this good, Paul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They no, had no, no right to
0: do that. <laughs> they had no right to do that. Um it they, is they had no right to make me a, we lose the news fan, Paul. They had no right. No, no. Well now let's let's talk you and I had this conversation a little off air about dad rock, right? Yes. And what passes is dad rock now.
1: Yeah, because I was shocked to learn, you know, I guess because I don't really think about it too much, but like when I heard Wilco was now considered dad
0: rock, I was like, Wilco what? is now considered dad rock. Yeah. But
1: I'm like, you're like, yeah, but dude, that was like 20 years ago. I'm like, shit, it was 20 years Yeah. So it didn't fe- doesn't feel like 20 years, but yeah, it has. It's, 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 I- it's weird. Because this was, for uh, me growing up, this was dad rock. It was like Huey Lewis in the News and like yep. Eric Clapton shit in the 80s. Like mm-hmm. Just like that. Dad rock stuff, and now dad like rock bands stuff. I listen to are
0: dad rock. <laughs> well, let's talk about dad rock because I actually have this up here. Spin magazines, forty bands that define dad rock. Are you it, right? and we'll go through these. We have time, um, but I think we should talk a little bit about dad rock, and you and I can explain how old we are nowadays. Number forty, you two. You two. I can see down. that is now considered dad rock. R.E.M. is now considered dad rock, which I can see. I can see that too. Rolling Stones have always been dad rock. They will always be dad rock. Rolling Stones is the, on that. The
1: only time they weren't dad rock was in the 60s and to mid 70s. And yep. then they, overnight, they became Dad Rock.
0: It just uh, happens. It's it like does. Paul
1: McCartney. It just happened.
0: That's, uh, it's funny you say that, because next on the list is Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Dad yep. Rock. That's Dad Rock. Tom Waits. Probably I wouldn't put The Beatles as Dad Rock. I would not put The Beatles as Dad Rock either, but I would put Paul McCartney. And no, I'd
1: put Paul McCartney and John Lennon as Dad Rock.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tom Waits, Dad Rock.
1: That one surprises me, but I guess I can see it. I I mean,
0: I I can't... don't agree
1: with it, but... I didn't make the list.
0: And I, don't I agree can't with listen it. to
1: Rain Dogs and be like, yeah, this is
0: Dad Rock. I can't listen to Postcards to a, what is it? Postcards to a prostitute in Minneapolis. Hooker, or, hooker in Minneapolis. Yeah, right. Hooker in Minneapolis. Yeah, and go, that's Dad Rock. I can't do it. Tom Petty, Dad Rock. I can see that, yeah. I can see that. Absolutely. I love Tom Petty. As, oh, this pisses me off. This pisses me off, dude. Flaming Lips is Dad Rock. <laughs> I guess with Yoshimi, yeah. I guess you can. Oh, God
1: damn it. Well, they did rip off a Dad Rock song on Fight Test, Paul. They did. They did. They ripped off Cat Stevens. Yeah. God you're going to rip off Cat Stevens, you're going to become Dad Rock, you know.
0: All right. Uh, I don't agree with this one either, the Bee Gees. Um, no, that's just no. like disco. That's disco. That's not Dad Rock. That's disco. I disagree with that. Spoon is Dad Rock, dude. No, I wouldn't. I would. No. You do I disagree not. with that one. That's the I,
1: one... The others so far, Tom Waits, I take issue with, but I can kind of see it. Spoon, uh, no.
0: Spoon is not dad rock. I'm sorry, that, they're not. They're not dad rock. No. no, the Killers are considered dad rock now, which yeah, I, I can. I can kind of see that. I can see dad rock. I can see that. Yep, Band of Horses is dad rock. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, no question. No question. No question. My morning jacket is now dad. You
1: know rock. what? When you said you said the <laughs> band of horses, I'm like, yeah. My morning jacket's gonna have to be bad. dad
0: rock, dude. Yeah. I like My morning jacket. a lot. I do like my morning jacket as well, and it is dad rock. <laughs> yeah. War, but I can so, slowly see it though, man. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The war on drugs is a dad rock. Is a dad dad rock yeah, I can uh, see band. That. Yeah, well, I mean they—they they pretty much ripped off Springsteen. I mean, yep. yeah, Pearl Jam, Dad Rock, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, of course it is. Frank Zappa is Dad Rock.
1: I would I, disagree with that I because I don't think that. Zappa's really fits into any <laughs> pocket of no. anything. I'm sorry, it's just he's just too weird. To, it'd be like saying. Sid Barrett's Pink Floyd is
0: dad, like, <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: like yeah, I, it doesn't Blues really fit is, into anything. You know? Yeah,
0: Madcap Blues is fucking is fucking dad rock. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, Paul Simon, of course. Paul Simon is yeah, dad rock. Yeah, of course. It's Simon okay. and well I love it. Garfunkel in the mix too because he's I, dad rock. And I like I like some s- 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 Garfunkel solo stuff. Uh, dire Straits, of course. Oh it's God, dad rock. that's like. Uh, if there's a post, if you look at
1: Dad Rock in the fucking dictionary, it's going to be Mark, Mark Knopfler. I know. This <laughs> so is going to be a drawing of Mark Knopfler.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, you, you, you just listen to the fucking Princess Bride soundtrack, yeah. all right? Um, like him and Sting, like, that would just be, like, that's uh, Dad Rock, people. Like, just keep walking. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Billy Joel, Dad Rock, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, they have uh, Fleetwood Mac as Dad Rock. Yep, I can yep, see that. I can see that. Uh, I disagree with this, David Bowie. Um, yeah, I don't. That's a rough one, but again, like
1: he has things that are Dad Rock. I would say. Yeah, that's a valid. He's really point.
0: pops like Let's Dance. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah, I was gonna say Let's Dance, a modern. Like, love. But he's like so all over
1: the map. That eventually part of it's gonna fall in a, a Bad
0: Dad rock. rock territory. Fair he's enough. He's just Fair so enough. diverse. I agree with this one one hundred percent. Santana. Santana is Dad <laughs> Rock.
1: Oh yeah, get some smooth in there, Paul, with like yeah.
0: Matchbox Twenty. Twenty, yeah, yeah. Matchbox Twenty should be on this list as Dad Rock as well. Uh, Neil Young, Dad Rock, yes. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Absolutely. Uh, Hame, I don't know who this is. Uh, Hame, um, the, I don't know. The girl band? Yes, okay. the girl band is Hame. The girl band, yes, is they're Dad pretty, Rock.
1: I mean, they're only been around like. Less than ten years, I. I
0: how would they be I, dad rock? How would they be dad rock? I, I, I like I, a lot. They, well, I like what they do. They, with they did Paul's stuff with Vampire Anderson. Weekend that I really enjoyed. So. I yes, and I love Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love Vampire Weekend. I can see them being dad rock. I could see them being dad
1: rock. Absolutely, the Paul Simon vibe from them—they are dad rock. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess love- maybe
1: Haywood would fall into that then.
0: Since they, uh,
1: uh, that, that, I don't know. I find it hard to find Hame as Dad Rock.
0: I would agree with you as that one as well. Um, I just think that that's not okay uh, to call that Dad Rock. Um,
1: Maybe in I, 10 years. Give it 10 years before you throw Hame under the Dad Rock bus
0: yeah yeah I, I would say that i i do though with uh vampire weekend modern vampires of the city is a brilliant album we'll we will get to that one at some point is um, a
1: Pure dad rock album though oh it
0: is it's
1: so fucking i love it though it's just paul it's like a lost paul simon it, it really is
0: it really really is I fucking love it though.
1: Yeah, I I, listened to that so much in college.
0: Yeah, I listened to that in Vampire. I mean, Vampire Modern Vampires in the City has a lot of Paul Simon as well in it.
1: Tons. All their
0: albums, pretty yeah. Um, So next is the band. Of course, the band is is Dad Rock. Yeah. Um, Little Feet, Dad Rock. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, Cream, yes, Cream is dad rock. Yeah. So we just it's, talked about Sister Eric Clapton. All his bands are all yeah. dad rock. They're all dad rock. Bon Iver, yeah, Bon Iver is yeah. dad rock. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, we we have a disagreement here. They have the Beatles in as dad rock. I would not.
1: Yeah, I think they transcend dad yep. rock. I think they. That's maybe that's maybe I'm biased because I like the Beatles a lot, and but I, they're so, so revolutionary. It's kind of hard for me to say that. So yeah, I, I would.
0: I'm in agreement. Um, Led Zeppelin, yes, that's dad, yep hundred um, percent. Thin Lizzy, dad rock. Yeah. Oh God, I love Thin Lizzy. Yeah, I love, I love, love to do Thin Lizzy.
1: At some point, Paul,
0: we will, we will get them. Grateful Dead, yes, that is yeah. total dad rock. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, like yes. grandpa rock. That is like grandpa rock at this point. Um, Bob Dylan, yeah, Bob Dylan, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> yes. Steely Dan, yes, Steely Dan is dad rock. <laughs> 100%. Steely Dan is god damn it i mean it is it is though it, it is the eagles yes oh god they're yes yes quinnissa anything with don henley throw it in dad rock yeah counting crows is dad rock i disagree i, agree. I really okay i disagree mr. I think, Jones. <laughs> yeah that's okay that's mr joe but but god it's i don't know it falls i feels like it's too depressing to be dad rock to me, because the rest of the album, I mean, most of their stuff is really fucking dark and depressing, but I'll I'll, I'll say it. All right. Booker T. Yeah, Booker yep. T and the MGs. Yeah, 100%. I love Booker
1: T and the MGs, too, but yeah, they're dad rock.
0: The Boss. Yeah, the Boss is dad rock. Springsteen, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the National. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. The National's dad rock. Uh, Wilco. Wilco's on dad rock, dude. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Fish. Yep. 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 And yeah, so that's the list of Dad Rock.
1: So (laughs) Fish was number one, huh? uh, Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Weird number one, but all right. Yeah, I know. I can see him in the list, but I would. Okay, so Steely Dan is a Dad (laughs) Rock. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. That's so, what dads say, Paul. It that is.
0: <laughs> that is what dads say. And they also do terrible dad jokes. Um, uh, like what do you call a fish with no eyes? A um, all right, Joe, um uh, <laughs> plugs.
1: <laughs> I have nothing going. I'm so upset that I, with that dad joke right now, Paul. I, nothing. I we don't have anything really new with the Joe down yet. So
0: all right, fair enough. Um, Joe, you gonna ask me what we're gonna do next week. Paul.
1: Yes. What are we going to do next
0: week? Well, Joe, I'm going to give you A or B. B. Okay. You are a lucky man. We are doing one of the arguably biggest female-led bands of all time, and we're going to do their banger of an album. Parallel Lines. We are doing Blondie. 1978 blondies parallel lines it's we've danced around deborah harry and her harry deborah for a long time and we are finally gonna get to it we are doing blondie sir i figure we've had a couple banger of an albums and it's time to hit it just i was gonna there there was gonna be either a clunker What was was the clunker, Paul? I'm not going to give away the clunker, because we are going to get to the clunker. And it's actually (laughs) two clunkers, So because they're both really short albums. Um, But it was either going to be a hard drop or a continual rise of of good albums, and you, sir, lucked out. So we are doing Blondie's Parallel Lines.
1: I love that album, by the way. It was like
0: the first Blondie album I
1: bought and I was just like that was another one right it was like Huey Lewis like each song's a fucking pain
0: yeah yep yep nope <laughs> except got- that I was like they do have the right to do this Blondie absolutely has the right to
1: do. Huey this. Lewis had no right to be this no. good and yet here we are
0: yeah no 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 Huey Lewis did not Blondie absolutely did so we are gonna do parallel lines with the classic hit Heart of Glass and Call Me and call me, and call me. I know, I know, I know we're going to get there. We're going to get there um, one way or another. Um, it's a, yeah, nope, I'm excited to do this one. Because, um, again, you and I have danced around Blondie a couple of times. So, yep, yep, we're getting there. So, uh, all right, Joe, well, anything else we need to discuss? My satellite of love? Nope, <laughs> I don't. I think we're good, Paul all right do you want to take us out absolutely not did we love you did we hate you do you even care yes you did we're the best damn review team out there how did we rate your album